Hi. Hi. Welcome okay, wait. Back. Thank you. <laughs> welcome right. back to Mental Health Sucks. Sucks podcast about sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Podcast about mental health. Sucking. That wasn't originally the plan. No, it wasn't. But we just don't fucking talk about succulents. No, but we have definitely turned it into like... <laughs> it's, it's okay for your mental health to suck sometimes. Do you remember when we first came up with the name and you were like, I don't want people to think we're saying that having mental health sucks. And we were like so adamant to like not say it at first. Yeah, but now we're like, fuck mental health, man. Probably because we both crashed and burned this last year. This year has <laughs> been rough. And you know what? I thought that 2020 was supposed to suck. 2021's been rough fucking so far. take social isolation over the shit that I've been through in the last year over and over. Mainly because I hate people. But. Yeah. No oh, fuck. Anyways, how are you? <laughs> we just had like a revelation. What? We logged on to Anchor. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of listeners. Hey. Our estimated audience right now is sitting at like 75. 75. It's like fucking 30 last time we looked. Which was like two weeks ago. You made a good point, though. That was also the last time we recorded, so. That's insane. But it's, like, it's 75 different listeners. So, like, it's not just the same person listening over and over and over. Yeah, that's crazy. I, so, M is running all of our social media because I got a new phone and I have zero fucking passwords. So, ask her for the fucking social, oh, God. I have anxiety now. For the social media. Tell them the social well, media stuff. Here's the thing. You just called me out because our social media <laughs> has been shit lately. <laughs> and then you go, M's doing the social media. I've known, I haven't even. All of it. our social media <laughs> platforms are mental health sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Yeah. All of them. Facebook, Instagram. TikTok. TikTok. The TikTokie. Man, what's been going on? <laughs> you or me first. Um, you go first. So we are a week late and then a day late too. A week and a day. So we missed two episodes. (laughs) I thought you were just about to tell me you were pregnant. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know. Oh, because you said we're a week late. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. You cannot drop this on the podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) Fuck. Emily's not pregnant, guys. Are you? No. Oh, definitely not. Her and I, our podcast is a week late. (laughs) Our podcast is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pee my pants in this episode. I just know it. No. um, I had a family emergency. So, okay. Let me backtrack two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks ago. Bachelorette party. Gay bars. Alcohol. Long drive. Would you believe I've never been to a gay bar? Oh my, it was the best part of the bachelorette I'm party. Sure, it was. Excuse you. It was the funnest, like, oh my God. It was so much fun. Um, and then a week after that, um, I had a family emergency. My grandpa is passing away as we speak. Um, so Chris and I traveled home to spend some time with family. Um, and that was last week. And then I worked for a week or no. Yeah. Nope. That was last week. Um, on Thursday, got back on Thursday night, Friday, got really sick. (laughs) 
then Super Six Sense. It's not been fun. And now I have a wedding this week and just waiting on news from my family. I don't know. It's been really busy and overwhelming, but I'm like, okay, because I haven't had any literally zero time to process anything right. because like the past two weeks have been like, go, 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 go. And I'm just going with it. So I really haven't had time to like sit down and think about anything. Um, I sobbed in the car <laughs> as my husband drove home. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Life happens. This is life. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really busy past few weeks, and that's why we've been so absent. So sorry. Sorry. What about you? What have you been up to, Boo Thang? Um, hanging. Okay. I went on a really cool hike. Tell me about your hike. You already kind of did, but tell the pod. Um, thanks. Okay. Um, so I originally was just going to go and hike by myself, but I met someone who lives in the area that I was hiking in. And, mm -hmm. um, I mentioned to him, like in one of our first conversations, I was like, oh yeah, I, I write poetry. And so he was like, Hey, instead of, you know, doing like the normal black Hills hike, 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 hike. Yikes. <laughs> Are you Tay? No, I'm not. <laughs> Instead of doing like a typical like tourist trail, um, there's like this little hidden secret in the Black Hills called Poet's Table. And like you can get online and look and it'll tell you like the general vicinity it's in, but it mm -hmm. won't tell you where it's at. So you have to like, it's like a scavenger hunt really. Mm -hmm. um, and so we found Poet's Table and I sat up there and I wrote some poetry and. The pictures were so cute. Oh my God, dude. Like I, it was so cool. It was honestly like the coolest, most thoughtful thing anyone's ever done for me. Mm -hmm. My heart. Like literally for me to be like, I write poetry and then to like make that connection and be like, let me take you here because you'll love it. Mm -hmm. Like usually it's like I have to drop hints and. <laughs> It was really cool. So I did that. Um, other than that, I've just been fucking working. I have a million. I had like seven sessions today. So I've just been working and hanging with my kiddos. Yeah. My life is pretty boring. Mm. Well, I find your life to be rather entertaining nowadays. Cool. Let me just start a soap opera. <laughs> I could start a reality TV show. Oh my God. Can you imagine my floating heads? They'd be so fucking good. What does that mean? The floating heads. Whoa. <laughs> floating heads. That's like the part in um, reality TV shows where like, it's like their own interviews, you know? So like they might like keeping up with the Kardashians. Like they have like their show. Yeah. And then they go to like their floating head where it's like, they're in that room and like they're just like talking, kind of like okay, think about oh, the office. Oh, the yeah, office. I know what you're talking about yeah. now. Yes, yeah, my floating heads would be the best. Oh my god, we would entertain a lot of people. Maybe we should just do a whole episode on my fuckery and see what happens. I'm down to do like a video pod one of these days when yeah. we don't um suck. Look, oh, like shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, or do. Hey. Or do. This is as real as it gets, y'all. <sighs> How was your fourth? It was good. I saw you for a hot minute. And then I went to our other friend's house for a hot minute. And then I drove up. To Rapid. To Rapid. 
fun. It was really good. It was a really enjoyable fourth. Like when I was pulling into rapid, it was just getting dark. So like I could see all the fireworks uh-huh. going off right when I pulled in. And, uh-huh. um, so it was really pretty for a walk at like midnight. So you were sharing your location with me because I didn't want you to get murdered. Right. Yeah. Um, I was looking at your location. Okay. So here, so Chris and I, Ooh, you guys watched me. Yes. <gasps> Stalker. But Chris and I, um, so we went to Autumn's for um, 4th of July, and we were there for, like, maybe an hour, and then I was like, I don't fucking feel good. Because, like, this is all when I have been sick, you know? It's like, I don't feel good. So we ended up leaving Autumn's early, um, hung out at home for a little bit, and Chris did, like, the sweetest thing ever. He, like, pulled his truck out into, like, the middle of the parking lot. And put like lawn chairs in it, and we sat in the back of his truck and watched the fireworks because I was sick. Chris, <laughs> Christopher. It was so. What's Chris's middle name? Lynn. Christopher Lynn Boardman. Yeah, it was, was the only reason I wanted his middle name. It was super, super sweet. But I was looking at your location. Oh yeah, that's where this was going. Uh, yeah, it's and then I looked at the street, and I was like, God, that street looks familiar. That sounds familiar. And I was like, Chris, didn't your, I don't know if he wants his name on the podcast. I don't want to say it, but I was like, didn't so-and-so live at this apartment complex? And he's like, is this on Minnesota street? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Anyways. So, so if I did get murdered, you'd know the exact location of my body. Yeah. Because our friends used to live at that apartment (gasps) complex. Cool. Mm -hmm. Clearly I'm not dead. I was not murdered. No, I brought it up a couple times. Drop some hints. I was like, is this where you murder me? And he just kind of like brushed it off or he was like, no. <laughs> he, well, technically it got turned back around on me about, you know, <coughs> sorry, our love I'm for disgusting. like our, me and you, love mm-hmm. for true crime and all things murdery. It's like, I think I should be the one that's worried because we were talking, talking about something. I told him I was scared of clowns. And then I brought up John Wayne Gacy and totally dropped the serial oh, killer talk. Yes. And I was like, you can't do that on first date, Chels. When will you learn? I was like, this will either make or break. I was like, John Wayne Gacy, killer clown. You don't know. I told him all about how he like raped little boys and killed them. Love that wonderful conversation table talk right there. Yep. I was really proud of my dating abilities. Clearly they're not stellar. It's been a good handful of years, Chels. You'll catch on. <laughs> I haven't okay. been on a date, date, date in a while. Wow. It, well, that's, you know, I've been, I've like dated casually, but I haven't like put any thought into anything. And then I got nervous. Clearly. <laughs> you know, that little, that little boy rapist clown. Yeah. Trigger warning, by the way. So sorry. <laughs> you can't say it after. Trigger. I guess it does. I was thinking that was going to make it better. It didn't. Wow. <laughs> How did we get here? Um, what the fuck if you guys have any questions <laughs> did you ever want us to answer send it over to the pod socials at mental health sucks sucks is s-u-c-c-s on instagram and on facebook i'll try to remember to i don't fucking have the passwords and we'll try to remember to post a reminder <laughs> i'll try I'll also try and find the passwords and give them to you that would be super helpful because i'm decent at it when i have the passwords you are but. Especially like when it comes to questions. But if you ever have questions, just drop them at any time instead of waiting for us to send out the reminder because it's not going to happen. Yeah. Clearly, we're good at podcasting. <laughs> How long have we been doing this now? You'd think we'd have our shit together. How long has it been? I think we started in November. No, 
<gasps> Can we have an an a year birthday party? Yeah, I feel like not it, right now. I have them in a year. I but. feel like it was. Was it before or after Halloween? It was before. When did you? Yeah, because we did a Halloween episode. So it would have been in September. Wow. We're almost a year old. That's insane. Whoa. That's crazy. We've almost been besties for a year. We're going to have a birthday party. Oh, my God. Friend. A friend anniversary. Mm, toot. Duh. Okay, what are we <laughs> talking about today? I thought it would be cool if we kind of picked um, someone. At first, I was like, has to be like a groundbreaking person, right? Doesn't have to be. They're all groundbreaking. They're all way. Yeah, yeah. Um, just an influential person in the mental health field. Um, talk about them. My favorite murder style. You know, can yeah. I tell their story? What they're all about? Cool things about them. And what we can learn from them. Mine kind of took a weird turn. I get to go first because I think yours is far more. I think you might have more info, but it's okay. Our pod is pregnant. I I wrote it down because it was a funny phrase that I liked. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. I hate you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Friendship breakup. What if we made the title like a total spoiler? Not like a spoiler, but like. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> before people listen to it they they like they see the title on their spotify or their apple or their anchor or their google or their pocket cast or any other platform that we're on that they was, can't see that you. was me marketing um, she winked at you too <laughs> but what if it was like we're expecting dot 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 <laughs> and then people are going to think that one of us is knocked up, but it's really just the pot is pregnant, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> Until you listen to the fucking episode. You heard it here first. If you made it this far, 14 minutes Congratulations, and 14 you seconds in, you now know our secrets of naming the pod. Yeah. Who are you talking about today? Okay. This is your time to shine, mama. Ugh, okay. I don't like the spotlight. I smell nervous. Um, so I found, oh, I can't move, um, a researcher called, called, (laughs) fuck me. Very impersonal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so this is researcher Richard Davidson. Um, he's super interesting. Once I can get to where I need to be. Okay. Um, so Richard Davidson was born in New York city in 1951 He got his bachelor's at New York University in 1972, and currently, in night well, not currently, in 1976, from Harvard, he got his PhD in personality psychopathology and psychophysiology. Mm -hmm. He's a smart dude. Very, very smart. Very, very smart dude. Um, So currently, what he does is he's a professor. He's a professor of psychology and psychiatry at the University of Wisconsin Madison, Um, and he's also the founder and the chair of Center for Healthy Minds. Okay. Which I'll go into that later because it's super interesting. Healthy Minds, is that a website that we use often for like research? I don't think so. I mean, Healthy Minds might be, but it's centerforhealthyminds.org. Oh. So like it's it's a different, but you're probably right. Okay. Um, What I really like about him is like I was looking through a list of like a bunch of influential people and I was like getting bored reading about them. Right. Sorry. Um. Well, expected. Right. Yep. Um. But this guy caught my eye because what he does is he utilizes Buddhist philosophies 
such as like mindfulness and meditation and um, things like that. And he tries to encourage people to use this in treatment and he's working on encouraging and implementing scientific studies on the effectiveness of things like meditation and mindfulness. No shit. Our people are kind of like, are they samesies? She, well, (laughs) she kind of is contradicting. We'll We'll get get there. there. That was so weird. (laughs) It's so funny that we like have this look that we always give each other. Like one of us will say something or we'll jinx each other and we'll just be like, yeah, we, it's, it's quite the look if you could see it. Um, yeah. Well, so in the field of psychology, and I can tell you this from a clinician standpoint, since I'm, since I practice right now, um, a lot of what we do has, to, I thought you were going to hold my hand. This no, just Devin, you <laughs> get it back. <laughs> sweaty. Bitch. I'm sorry. I'll hold your sweaty rock. Let me have it. My sweaty rock? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, shit. What was I just saying? <laughs> like a fish. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't record for a while. Um, okay. Okay. So when you're practicing and you're practicing therapy or psychology or psychiatry, you have to use evidence-based practices. Right. You can implement other stuff, but like sometimes insurance can be like, that's not evidence-based. I'm not paying for that session. It's like, you have to make sure you're using things that are evidence-based. Well, it's really hard to prove efficacy of mindfulness and meditation. Um, So what Richard Davidson is doing is he's implementing some research in some of these areas. He's super well-known because he did an EEG and fMRIs on Tibetan monks while they were meditating. Specifically. He's totally smart. Yeah, that's cuckoo, but new news. Yeah, like he's, he's trying to show like that there are physiological benefits Mm -hmm. to utilizing things like meditation and mindfulness and to kind of track what happens within the brain. So to look at neurologic on a neurological level, what's going on. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. And so he, he also utilizes a lot of the idea of neuroplasticity is that our mind has this neuroplasticity to where we can train the mind into more positive thinking. Right. Um, And he, I mean, he uses this like, all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa! Oh, <laughs> just fucked Jesse up. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Romeo's. <laughs> Remus. Anyway. Um, oh, oh my god! Remus just fucked Jesse up. Um. So he's, he's about to fuck Remus up too. Fuck. They hate each other. Next. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> so, good old Richie is also besties with the 14th Dalai Lama and meditates with him regularly. Are you lying to me? No. Okay, Richie, get it. Right? Can you imagine me like my besties, the Dalai Lama? I do say that. <laughs> You're a liar. You're the Dalai Lama. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say a curse word and then I had to question myself as to if the Dalai Lama can curse. Positive thinking. I think fuck is a very positive word. No, you gotta think better about yourself. Oh, neuroplasticity. Okay. Um, so this that's pretty much what he's known for is engaging people in mental exercise, which I liked because we're always like trying to compare like medical health, physical health to mental health. Mm-hmm. So to say like everybody should be exercising their mind. 
duh, what do you do when you meditate? You're exercising your mind. You're working right. on creating those neural pathways into a more positive way of thinking. It's also, you're creating coping skills. That's an excellent coping skill. Yeah. So the Center for Healthy Minds, this is what really grabbed my attention about this dude. Um, someone's scratching, someone's <laughs> licking their balls. Like there's, I'm so, overstimulated. My rock is sweaty. So much chaos. Okay, it's quiet now. Gypsy's like, please, I'm an emotional support dog. Watch me punch you. Why are we the way we are? Okay. <laughs> um, so Center for Healthy Minds. Their whole vision is all on connection, insight, and purpose, which you know sings to my soul. That's kind of like me. I want to live here. I want to work here. Thank you for your sweaty balls. So their mission. <laughs> rock. It was a rock. I did not... I did not give you any bowls. I gave you a crystal. And you said thank you for your sweaty balls. What is happening? I'm going to head out now. Bye. Gypsy. Fuck off. <laughs> There's There's so nobody's much listening happening. to this episode anymore. Gosh. The dogs are cuckoo. <laughs> okay. So their whole mission at the Center for Healthy Minds is to cultivate well-being and relieve suffering through scientific understanding of the mind. So to take what, you know, insurance companies and everybody else is pushing for about all the scientific proof we need and implementing that into like, how can we understand people? How can we relieve stress? How can we help people feel better? And how can we just improve someone's overall well-being? So it doesn't have any of that focus on like mental illness. It's not treating a diagnosis. It's cultivating wellness. And we talk a lot about like that positive phrasing and strength-based language. That's exactly what he's doing, like from the ground right. up. Not like, here's your diagnosis. Let's find a way to be positive about it. You Toxic know. positivity. <laughs> On the bright side, you're not doing crack. You're just super depressed. She might be doing crack. But well, it, like from the ground up. So it's like, let's help you relieve this suffering uh -huh. by promoting a well mind. And like when, you, when I read that, I was like, that's so logical. Mm -hmm. But why, why has nobody said that before? Why has nobody said, let's just use strength-based language from the very beginning, cultivate right. kindness. So it's cool. Um, ba -ba -bum -ba -bum -ba -bum. Oh, so he has a resource on there. It's called the kindness curriculum. This is what I was like, oh my God. And like fangirling over. It's called the kindness curriculum. And it's a free resource for educators or parents or literally anybody. Cause I signed up for it and I'm a parent, but it doesn't ask you like what you're doing. Um, and they'll send you this curriculum. And what it does is it's, it's use is to promote pro-social qualities in young children. So you can teach them about kindness. You can teach them about mental wellness. You can teach them all these pro-social skills that they need to grow into like a well-rounded human. Um, and you can download that on their website, uh, which is the center. It just center. Oh my God. What's that website? Centerhealthyminds.org. Nice. Yeah. So you can sign up for the curriculum and they'll send it to you. Um, so uh, their huge mission is to build a kinder, more compassionate world. And research comes down to one solitary question of what constitutes as a healthy mind. Like that's, it's the most simple question and they've built this entire theory on it. Wow. It's such as it's okay. It's such a mm -hmm. simple question, but it's also such a broad question too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's so loaded. Well, think about how many things you can umbrella under there. Yeah. Like there's so much room for growth 
in this little idea. It's one question. It's like you can umbrella so many things mm -hmm. under there that it, it's not so. Um, so to begin to answer the question, what they did was they've investigated the science of emo emotions um, and the qualities of a mind that they suspect are affecting well-being. So like attention, resilience, equanimity, equanimity. <laughs> Okay. A big word. Um, savoring positive emotions, kindness, compassion, gratitude, and empathy. So if you think about like how we teach coping skills and like gratitude challenges, and this is what he's building on. Mm -hmm. um, so the center is part of one of the world's top research institutions, and it benefits from cross-disciplinary collaborations in the arts and humanities, the physical and natural sciences, and social sciences. So it's like a global hub for innovations and effective and contemplative neuroscience. Wow. Yeah, right. Um, so they have four pillars of well-being. The first one is awareness, which is a heightened, flexible attentiveness to one's environment and internal cues, such as bodily sensations, thoughts, and feelings. It's like the skills they teach with this is mindfulness, attention, and self-awareness. Um, the next pillar is connection, a feeling of care and kinship toward other people, promoting supportive relationships and, oh, geez, and supportive interactions. So the skills here are appreciation, kindness, and compassion. Um, the next pillar is insight, which is self-knowledge concerning how one's emotions, thoughts, and beliefs shape experiences in their sense of self. And the skills for this one are self-inquiry, self-knowledge, and self-transcendence. Some of these words, I'm like, just sing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and their final pillar is purpose. So being clear about one's core values and the deeper motivation and being able to apply them in your daily life. So clarifying and embodying that purpose, value, and meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, they've been focused in a couple different journals. They've got some publications out there. Um, I didn't really look too much into those because then you were like, I'm ready. And I was like, fuck, I could like get lost in all of their. That's so cool. Yeah, because it's exactly like it's the way that I practice. It's very yes. existential. It's very mindful. Um, and like their core values at the workplace, like I kind of want to fucking quit my job and go work for him. These are their core values. Conduct work with vigor. So be excited about what you're working about. Make an impact on the world, which we all know as helpers. That was what we want to do. And cultivate a pro-social workplace. Like, wow. I feel like this is the kind of place that would have a nap desk. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. The Google headquarters. Have you ever seen, like, what's the what's that movie um, where they work for Google, the internship? Uh, it has, oh God, who's, the, who's that fun guy? Wow. You know who I'm about? Wow. Owen Wilson. I want to say that I've seen it. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are in it. And I thought that was Wedding Crashers. Are I they think, in a different movie together? I think so. <laughs> that might be embarrassing. Um, that's just what I think of whenever you say Owen Wilson. Yeah. Hmm. That's Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah. Are, are they Owen besties? Wilson? Do you want to make a movie? Yeah. Yeah. But they work at Google and like... I don't know if this is what Google is really like, but like they have like the coolest like place to work. Like they have like fucking slides and shit because they're like super innovative. What? Yeah. Have you ever seen this? I want to say that I have. It, it was just, in 2013. I can't even remember like if I showered this morning and you want me to Did remember? You? I can't remember. I don't think so. I got up and went to the gym super early and I used dry shampoo. So no. I did. <gasps> Proud of you. <laughs> so, thank you I, I took a bath last night though so it's not like I was stinky but anyway so is that all you have that's, on Sir Richard that's what I have on good old Richie boy Richie wow and the Dolly that was a good one yeah 
I'm sure there's more information out there. It's like, there just was so much on his center for healthy minds. And then like, I pulled his Wikipedia up. Um, but I didn't really read too much about it because it says a lot of the same stuff. Like his major field is neuroscience and psychology. Um, honor awards and honors. He received the distinguished scientific contribution for lifetime achievement from the American psychological association. Wow. Um, time magazine named him one of the world's top, most a hundred. Oh, Jesus Christ. Time magazine named him one of the world's top hundred most influential people in 2006. So he's got some stuff out there. Um, his meditation practice has changed considerably in recent years. He's been practicing, um, in Tibetan Buddhist tradition including prostration to the teachings and meditating, not primarily for my benefit, but the benefit of others. Wow. Yeah. So he's not only like meditating for his own personal wellness, he's meditating for like scientific research so he can help other people. I'd say he's probably a giver. I like him. I like him too. Do you think he'd want to be friends? Day. Do I think what? He'd want to be friends. Richie, do you want to be our friend? I think he's one of our 75 listeners. Richie. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. It is my turn. Guys, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. I read the like um, description of this lady and I was like, oh my God, this is like the coolest thing ever. And then I started doing some research on her and I was slowly became very confused as she seems to be very contradicting to her own beliefs. Um, that, and, um, you know what? <laughs> what? Okay. Hang on. Selfie time. Pause. <laughs> okay. We're back. <laughs> um, your face. So she also <laughs> fuck my face. <laughs> So she almost comes off as very contradicting um, her beliefs. I don't want to say her beliefs. I don't know. She's very confusing. <laughs> She's a confusing woman. Um, I don't know. This might go weird places. Before I say her name, though. So I do have um, a, a guy who wrote an interview or wrote an article based on an interview with her. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is John Horgan. This took place last mm-hmm. September. Um, he did an interview with her. And the article is titled, if you want to look it up, scientificamerican.com. It is how to be a mystical skeptic. <laughs> like just that in itself is very how are you both? Okay. I don't know. So anyways, um, it says here lightly edited is my description of her lightly edited. So this was his description of her before I go into who she is. Quote, her hair, (laughs) why are you giggling? Her hair was dyed orange, red, and yellow, dark rooted, cut short as a boy's, with sideburns plunging like daggers past each multi-ringed ear. Words spewed from her pell-mell mouth? Is that what? What the fuck is a pell-mell? I don't know. Can you just say mouth? Accompanied by equally vigorous hand signals and facial expressions. Time out. Yes. I feel attacked. 
<laughs> Who doesn't have facial expressions and use their hands when they talk unless you're... <clears throat> she was keen on sound effects. Ah, to express her pleasure at finding other smart people when she entered Oxford. Done? Dala done? Dala done? The, gallop, <laughs> the galloping noise she heard. As she, oh. <laughs> I like yours way better. The galloping noise she heard as she sped down the tree line tunnel in her first out of body experience. Dun, 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 dun. That's what you heard when you were out of your body? That would be. <laughs> like, what do you think she did in a past life? Paul Revere. <laughs> and then <laughs> zits, the sound of reality dissolving after her second toke of the psychedelic I'm not going to try on that D it's dime till tryptamine I made that up we were talking in the dining room of the inn where she was staying and twice we had to move to a quieter spot when employees or patrons of the inn started talking near us. One side effect of her spiritual practice, she explained, is that she has had a hard time ignoring stimuli. Quoting, I think it is one of the bad effects of practicing mindfulness. I'm so aware of everything all the time. That or you got a bad fucking hit of psychedelics. I mean, you can be overstimulated. Sure. Sure. Or, I'm so mindful that I hear everything. So is she the Jedi. So this lady, her name is Susan Blackmore. Susan Blackmore began her career in psychology as an advocate of the paranormal. See, I already like her. She's a little quirky, a little. But ghosties. But ghosty. We love ghosties. Duh. Um, her work has transitioned over the years and her current research interests include evolutionary theory, consciousness, meditation, and memes. Now. So excited about that part. You will not be. Oh, I was like, there's go. no way this woman is researching memes. Like I'm thinking like, you know, memes. It's not memes though. Memes, oh. memes is like a type of like genetic research. Um, so I'll get into that in a second. Um, Blackmore is a visiting professor at the University of Plymouth and holds degrees in psychology and physiology from Oxford. And she has her PhD from the University of Surrey in parapsychology. Um, but she no longer works on paranormal stuff. She mm -hmm. writes for the Guardian newspaper, Psychology Today, and is the author of over 80 book contributions. Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's a lot. Yeah, I don't even have time to like keep up with my progress notes, and she's doing all this shit and writing 80 book contributions. Yeah. She is very mindful. Now, if you Google image this woman, again, her name is Susan Blackmore. She's a cool lady. Like, you'll see pictures of her with like bright fucking pink hair. I only saw the one. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look as you continue to she's, tell us she's about her. she's cool. Um that's about memes. We'll quit. Okay, so she is no longer. Actually, let me go back to her wiki. We'll go. We'll do. Wiki. Ooh, she's cool as shit, right? Yeah, she's super cool. 
She kind of reminds me a lot of Temple Grandin, but with colorful hair. Yeah. Um, okay. Look how, like, just excited she looks. She's very passionate about what she does. So, Susan is very, I don't remember where I saw this at. She is um, very atheist. And... I don't know. Like everything that she believes currently completely contradicts everything that she's believed about the paranormal and like astral projection and everything. So she was like super into all that astral projection, paranormal work, uh, mindfulness, like all this stuff and now no longer practices it. So I was on her website um, about why she no longer does it. Um, and this is on susanblackmore.uk. Um, and it should be under, I feel like go to like her homepage. I think that it was a tab in there, but she says, so why did I give up then? There's lots of bad reasons. Admitting you're wrong is always hard, even though there's a skill every scientist needs to learn and starting again as a baby in a new field is a daunting prospect. So is losing all the status and power of being an expert. So I have to confess, I enjoyed my hard-won knowledge, yes. I have read Michael Faraday's 1853 report on table tipping and the... Aww. <laughs> Gypsy doesn't want you to come. Fuck you, Gypsy. <laughs> um, in the first 1930s studies in parapsychology and the latest arguments over meta-analysis of the computer-controlled ESP experiments, not to mention the infamous scale report. So she's saying, yes, I've looked into all of these things. I've done extensive research on it, but it's, it's hard for me to say that I no longer believe this. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying now that I have been wrong about all of this. Oh. Um, should I feel obliged to keep this knowledge if I can? No. Enough is enough. None of it ever gets anywhere. That's a good enough reason for leaving. Interesting. But perhaps the real reason is that I'm just too tired and tired above all working to maintain an open mind. I couldn't dismiss all those extraordinary claims out of hand. After all, they might be true. And if they were, then swaths of silence of science would have been rewritten. So she's just saying like, I just don't believe it anymore. At all? Nope. Maybe she's possessed. Just don't believe it anymore. Another quote psychic turns up. I must devise more experiments. Take these claims seriously. They fail again. A man explains to me how alien abductors implanted something in his mouth. Tests show us just a filling. But it might have been. So she's just saying, like, I'm wrong. Okay. So... I don't know. I appreciate her candor. Like, yeah. Um, no, I don't have to think that way. And then the psychics and clairvoyants and new agers shout at me as they do quote, the trouble with all you scientists is that you don't have an open mind. I won't be upset. I won't argue. I won't rush off and perform yet more experience experiments just in case to prove them wrong. Right. Um, I'll simply smile sweetly and say, I don't do it anymore. So, no longer in the paranormal field. Sad face, no more ghosties. Whatever, Susan. 
Damn it, Susan. Damn it, Susan. Susan! Okay. It's going to be terrible to listen to in your headphones. Don't listen to the headphones. It's too late now. Again. Again. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Um, I feel like this also has... So this is when she did work with the paranormal. Hello? Are you toddling with me? Seeing what my dog's doing. She's been a little shithole. Yeah, she just ate my invitation to Avery's birthday. Should have picked it up. Um, so when she was working with paranormal, um, I don't know if this is okay. So she's had like quite a bit of out of body experiences, mm-hmm. astral projection experiences, whatever. And she says. Within a few weeks, I had not only learned a lot about the occult and the paranormal, but I had an experience that was to have a lasting effect on me, an out-of-body experience or an OBE. Mm. It happened while I was wide awake, sitting, talking to friends. It lasted about three hours and included everything from a typical, quote, astral projection, unquote, complete with silver cord and duplicate body to free-floating flying, and finally to a mystical experience. It was clear to me that the doctrine of astral projection with this astral bodies floating on about astral planes was intellectually, I just spit, unsatisfactory. But to dismiss the experience as, quote, just imagination um, would be impossible without being dishonest about how it felt at the time. It had felt quite real. Everything looked clear and vivid, and I was able to speak and think quite clearly. So I'm not sure other than, you know, her scientific studies, because like I said, she's very atheist. Mm -hmm. So she's a firm believer in science. Um, So I'm sure I don't have a doubt in my mind that her experiments and her education with science led her to this like, oh, nope, none of that's real anymore because I can prove it to not be. Right. Um, However, it's just so interesting to me how it was so like it's this and then it was just simply not and it's one not day. this yeah i don't know um now here's the thing is this where you blew my mind earlier i okay wait let's talk about memes first because like i <laughs> um we thought memes were like memes right that we see on facebook tiktok whatever which i will have you know i send memes in tiktoks to yeah. clients, yeah, because they're super relatable, right? And so that's what, when, when I saw that she worked with memes, I was like, "Ooh, she's funny!" No, oh, okay. so meme memes are habits, skills, songs, stories, or any other kind of information that is copied from person to person. Memes, like genes, okay, are replicators. So that is they are information that is copied with variation in selection. So because only some of these variants survive memes hence human culture evolve so memes are copied by imitation teaching and other methods um and they compete for space in our memories large groups of memes are copied and passed on together and are co-adapted by meme complexes or meme plexes not as cool, Susan. It's still pretty cool. I know. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I was really excited for some research on memes. Oh, wait. Okay. So last thing I have about Susan. 
Suzanne. Sean. <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> the one where Emily has COVID. Please don't. <laughs> So there's an article on a website called Mind Matters News. And it's by Michael Egner. And this was last July. So right around a year ago. Um, I just, I don't know. Okay. So it's, it's called Interview with a Woman or Women, formerly called Susan Blackmore, a professor of psychology, argues that there is no continuity between our present selves and our past selves. Now, a few of these things I might have to repeat, and that's for my sake, because I don't understand any of it. So let's look at, let's start. Let's start right here. When she was interviewed in 2016 about her philosophy of mind, remarkably, in addition to the usual atheist denial of immortality of the soul and of free will, she also denied personal continuity over time. How does Blackmore account for for the persistent sense that we have personal continuity? Parallel processing is her explanation. So what she's saying is that she's pointing out that there are many brain pathways, which are true, right? that are actively running when we perceive, think, and act. Valid. That, that makes sense to me. Valid. This is something that I understand. There are many brain pathways that are working when we do everyday things. So what does that fact have to do with personal continuity? After all, this says... Remus, <laughs> do not bite me. After all, we, okay, this says, my car has many parts that do different things, but I am quite sure that the car I drive home from work today is the same car that I drove to work this morning. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I drove my car. It's still my car. Still my car. I take my car back home. So what does parallel acting parts or loss of replacement of matter over time have to do with being inconsistent with continuity? Okay. Blackmore seems unaware of the history of the ancient metaphysical problem called the problem of change. Um, this is, this is how she kind of explains it. So it says, you can make this question even more devilish. Imagine that you replace, so you have a ship, right? You have a ship and then you have your house. Right. You replace the wood from the ship with the wood from your house and the wood from your house with the wood from the ship. At the end, is the ship now your house or is the ship a ship and is your house a ship? What? I mean, like, I get what she's saying, right? So if you swap all the materials, are they fundamentally different things? Right. In my opinion, it's more about the structure. Like a boat's a boat and a house is a house. And I don't right. care if you flop the wood. Uh-huh. Personal opinion. So I, I don't know if that's what Susan is getting at, but. I know. Um... See, this, that one is confusing to me. 
So consider the classic metaphysical paradox, the ship thesis. So before the ship of Theseus. Yeah. Sorry. Before I even read that part to you, that, that first part. Yeah. So a ship undergoes repairs. Mm -hmm. Parts are gradually replaced until finally every bit of matter in the ship <coughs> has been changed. Is it the same ship? I don't like it. Is it? What would you say it is? If they completely like gutted it and redid everything? Yeah. Can I be a cheater and say it depends on perspective? That's me cheating. I mean, if, like, if yes, sorry, I'm like, I, I get it. It's like, it makes me think about when <coughs> my engine blew in my Subaru and I had to have the engine completely replaced. Same car, brand new engine. So if they had to replace right. everything in the Subaru down to like the last nut and bolt, technically it would be a new vehicle. So if yes, if it is the same ship, how can it be the same ship? If not a bit of the matter that was the original ship is still there. Is it a different ship? It looks and functions the exact same and common sense tells us, yes, it's the same ship. But if it's a different ship, exactly when does it become different? When the first wooden plank was replaced or the last. So is she trying, like, okay, so if you break your arm and you, it gets put in a cast and it repairs itself, like there's no steel put in there, is it the same arm? So, or no, because it's like, I don't like this. So if we think about this as us now, not as um, ships. What about the personal continuity over time? So the human soul of which the mind is one of several powers is the form of the body, accidental forms of the body. So the skin cells, the height, the weight, the hair, color, memories, perceptions, right? You said it's all about perspective, it's all about perspective, change, but the form, your human soul remains the same. So your soul is the same, but you change everything about that. Yeah. Is it the same? That's what persists in a human being despite the continual change in mental states and physical matter. So what we're saying is mental and physical aren't connected but are so connected at the same time. I don't understand! I don't get it! Susan, could you come have coffee with me, please, so you can explain what the fuck you're talking about? <sighs> Yeah, cool. It's kind of interesting, though, because, like, dichotomies make sense to me, right? Like, it, it all makes sense to me. Oh, my God. That's not nice. It's not. It does It does end saying Blackmore is not a nut because nuts don't make a lot of money selling their beliefs. I mean, or do they? They can. So, I mean, you think about, though, like, I don't like the the end of it. Like, yeah, they're kind of mean to her. Well, that's you don't look why. cool either, dude. <laughs> but but it's it's a really confusing theory that she has, but it's worth thinking about because. Well, and here's the thing though: is like every new idea sounds nuts. Like every new idea is written off as like, right. oh, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. Until she's not, and you know, and so that last statement where it's like she's not nuts because she's selling her delusions. Every new idea is considered crazy until it's not. It's so watch. everything is confusing. Everything that you don't understand is confusing to you. 
Again, it's your perceptions. If you choose to be, and this goes back to when she was saying um, that um, psychics and um, people who are spiritual look at her and say that people like her and scientists are so close-minded. It just goes back to her saying, I just don't do it anymore. Like she doesn't argue with it. She right. doesn't say I'm not close-minded. I just have evidence and you know, people believe what they believe and don't be a dick about it. Anyways, I think she's a super cool bitch and I she's, wanna... she may be super confusing and a little spooky, but she's my people. Well, that's kind of people we love. I'm telling you, like if, if she would come have coffee with me, I'd be like, explain to me where you're coming from. I want to understand. Explain, explain to me what your I, thought process is. I can is. tell you that I read that article so many times before I even read it to you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just want to get it. I just want to understand. And You'll I, never understand it though. Right. Because you're not her. So even if she were to come and explain it in detail, you would still have a different perspective. She is definitely someone that I would love to pick her brain though. Yeah. Because her and Richie. Yes. Guys can have coffee. Oh my God, besties. Bring so, the Dalai Lama, please. If you hear a weird noise, Chelsea is shuffling some cards. We're pulling for our quote today. We're just going to pull um, a little positive affirmation for the pod today. And Chelsea's asking her spirit guides to um, give us a card for the pod, whether the pod needs to hear it or someone listening needs to hear it. So nothing's flying out though. So I feel like those ones are always hard for me to shuffle too. Like whenever I do it forever. Okay. Okay, this is for the pod. This is for the pod. What feels good to pod. you? All right. Oh, I love. I am committed to bringing forth my greatness. I will no longer play small. Speak, Susan Blackmore. And I think we're going to do another one. You want to do another one? I want. Oh. oh, let's take pictures of these. I'll put them on the, the Instagram, too. My power lies in my peaceful presence. Ah, uh, beauty. Before I forget, let me tell you about something really, really, really cool. Okay. So my mom got this for me, and she's like, I have, like, an early surprise for you. Oh! We're way over time, but I'm telling you anyway. Yes. Um, and I was like, what is this? And she hands me a book, and it's my birth date book. So it has my name and my birthday and the exact time I was born, and it's, like, my entire natal chart. So it's got my Mercury sign, oh my Mars my sign, God. my Venus sign is Aquarius. Okay, T. Yeah. So it's like, who are you? That's the question really nested in infinite in a set of infinite questions oh and mysteries God. to help you explore. And so it's like, it's oh. got my natal chart completely explained. So like, these are my signs. I want to learn more about my natal chart, but my mom doesn't remember what time I was born. It should be on your birth certificate. Anyway, I want one. Yeah, so it has my sun sign in here. Oh my God, can you buy me one? The overview. Mom. Angie. Moon sign. Angie, Angie, Angie. I don't know what time I was born. I think you have to have the time to have the appropriate time. You, you so. do, you do. Isn't that stinking cool? Oh my God. And the I book is gorgeous. That. It is beautiful. Let me take a picture of that for the Instagram. Okay. I don't know where she got it. Um, so I'd have to ask her because it doesn't even say in the book, like the inscription is to my beautiful daughter, Chelsea, who started us on this journey. Love mom. Oh, but there's no like, no, oh, oh. birthdate.co. Oh, designed by Chelsea Cardinal. 
That's you. This is meant for me. I didn't fucking design this. I'm not that creative. <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. We're out of here. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye. Bye.